Unleavened Bread Ministries presents From your hands, your feet, your side Unleavened Bread Bible Studies with David Eels Can quench my thirsting soul Purest water make me whole Let your streams of mercy flow Oh Jesus, I trust in God bless you, saints. Thank you for joining us today for the Unleavened Bread Bible Study. And Father, thank you so much for helping us and anointing us today. Uh, Thank you, Lord, for giving this wisdom and giving the saints something to pray about. Uh, Glory be to God. Thank you, Father, for the awesome victory you have provided for us. Amen. Okay, we're going to call this uh, Faction Cannot Prevail, number five. And the first revelation is going to be destruction of the Satanist faction camp to free the women and others. Mm -hmm. I was praying for the women that the Satanist faction cult was taking advantage of in our part four, where the angels showed the destruction of their camp. And as with almost all dreams, they are not real time, mean not happening at the moment, but prophecies of what is coming. Uh, Hebrews 11 and 1 uh, says, Now faith is the assurance of things hoped for, the conviction of things unseen. We have to have a conviction that we have received something, as Jesus taught us in Mark 11 and 24. The angels were big on that. Both sets of the angels who have spoken to us agreed, and they told us many times things like, it's already done, or he is already here. They're trying to get you to do what Jesus commanded, right? Uh, They don't dwell in time, and they speak that way. Uh, They have always told us to believe we have received before we see the promised revelations. And in in this case, of course, because Jesus showed us how these would be fulfilled in Mark 11 and 24. All things whatsoever you pray and ask for, believe you received them and you shall have them. I asked the Lord to give me a word by faith at random about the destruction of their camp and the freedom of the captives and put my finger on Thy salvation cometh. How awesome. (laughs) So Jesus in the man-child body of the overcomers is coming to destroy the Edomite factious camp and to set the captives free and to open the prison to them that are bound, as in Isaiah 61, which starts out in the first four verses to say that. And uh, Jesus preached this sermon first at the beginning of the man-child ministry so we're real close to this isaiah 62 11 behold the lord hath proclaimed unto the end of the earth say ye to the daughter of zion that's the bride behold thy salvation cometh there's where i put my finger Behold, his, that is Jesus' reward, is with him, and his recompense is before him. 
He is coming in the man-child to recompense the enemies of the bride, as we can see here. In other words, judgment of the wicked faction to deliver the bride and the trafficked women and children before the bride is rewarded. Hmm. And they shall call them the holy people, the redeemed of the Lord. And thou shalt be called sought out, a city not forsaken. Many will see the anointing on the resurrection of the kingdom with its new power and fruit. Isaiah 63 and 1 says, Who is this that cometh from Edom? In other words, I'm, I'm following right along in the same text, just the next chapter here. Who is this that cometh from Edom with dyed garments of Bozrah? And this is the factious Edomite stronghold. Uh, representing the Satanist faction camp and their trafficking of the women and children. So, this that is glorious in his apparel, marching in his greatness of his strength, I that speak in righteousness, mighty to save. Wherefore art thou red in thine apparel, and thy garments like him that treadeth in the wine vat? I have trodden the winepress alone, and of the peoples there was no man with me. Yea, I trod them in mine anger and trampled them in my wrath, and their life blood is sprinkled upon my garments, and I have stained all my raiment. For the day of vengeance was in my heart, and the year of my redeemed is come. There it is right there. All right, so... Even though there was no man with the man-child, the man-child is a corporate body in the New Testament, and uh, reformers, okay, and they are going to be used to destroy the Edomite camp. Okay, we call this one Bride Escapes. This is an update, a very important update, and we got that anonymous uh, 7523. In this dream, I saw a story of five different people, both men and women. Each of them had a different story and testimony, but all of them had fallen away from the truth and had been ensnared by the enemy and had gone off the narrow path. I don't remember the stories of the first four people, but they did come back to the truth and they were set free from the captivity. I remember the ending for the fifth person, which was a lady who had fallen away from Jesus, and she had been taken captive by the Satanists, and they had prepared to crucify her. This was Eve, but she uh, represents, I believe, the captured women also. Um, and uh, So now, everything was set up for this murder. And they had an altar that she was tied to while being naked. And they were just about to kill and sacrifice her. Well, the Satanists molest the sacrifice before the kill. That's their habit. Uh, the revelation of the Satanists showed us Kevin standing behind Eve with his hands on her shoulder. Uh, <laughs> obviously, he's going to sacrifice her. Uh, with a semicircle of other Satanists behind him. 
Well, the Lord told me who these men are. And we know them. And we have a file on every one of them. They are the previous factious leaders who all hated Eve, for she revealed the truth about them in her dreams. And also they are the few locals who serve Kevin, whom we also know. Okay? So I told Kevin years ago that he would unite all the factions, but I didn't tell him one thing. I knew it was to destroy them. They know they would all hang if caught, but the man-child is coming to slaughter them. But then something happened, and all the Satanists had extreme fear, and they all scattered and ran far away from this altar. Do you suppose it's what I'm saying right now? <laughs> the destruction of their camp began, obviously. They ran away from this altar because they don't want to be associated with something that will get them hanged at Gitmo or four other places with the other trafficking Satanists. It's too late. We know them all. The, uh, the lady was left there alone and able now to escape, and I knew Jesus had saved her and given her another chance to be part of him. Amen. And we know that too. And when I was cooking, I had a revelation that these five people are people that fell away from UBM, but they will be back fully with Jesus. Well, oh no, Kevin, uh, these are witnesses, and you don't know who they are. And they're against you and the other Satanists. I told Kevin years ago that it wasn't us he had to worry about so much as his own people, his own what he thinks are faithful people. They are going to tell the story. I know that. So let me say, Kevin, better set the women free quickly and uh, make sure that they're in good shape. The fifth lady is Eve who the enemy had planned to sacrifice, but Jesus in the man-child instead set the captives free. The exact wording of the beginning of the man-child's ministry. Isaiah 61. And, uh, okay, this one we're going to call Faith Overcomes Witchcraft Attacks. Anonymous, 5.15.23. I dreamt that I was walking through a forest with brethren, and we came to an open area that had demonic symbolism drawn into the dirt. And there was this creepy altar set up and a giant stick that had a human body stuck into it and, and bones all over the ground. The um, evil altars of Satan worship have been found all over this country. Judges six twenty five through 27 says, And it came to pass the same night that the Lord said unto him, Take thy father's bullock, even the second bullock, seven years old, and throw down the altar of Baal that thy father hath, and cut down the Asherah that is by it, and build an altar unto the Lord thy God upon the top of this stronghold. 
it's going to happen again. <laughs> In the orderly manner, and take the second bullock and offer a burnt offering with the wood of the Asherah, which thou shalt cut down. Then Gideon took ten men of his servants and did as the Lord had spoken unto him. And it came to pass, because he feared his father's household and the men of the city, so that he uh, could not do it by day, but he did it by night. So this is, of course, sacrificing to demons like the Satanists do. 1 Corinthians 10 and 19. What say I then that a thing sacrificed to idols is anything or that an idol is anything? But I say that the things which a Gentile sacrifice, that's the unbelievers, which they are, they do not believe the Bible, they do not read the Bible, and so on. They are lost. They sacrifice to demons. What they sacrifice to? Demons. And not to God. And I would not that you would have communion with demons. You cannot drink the cup of the Lord and the cup of demons. You cannot partake of the table of the Lord and the table of demons. John 8 and 44. You are of your father the devil. And the lusts of your father it is your will to do. He was a murderer from the beginning and standeth not in the truth because there is no truth in him. And when he speaketh a lie, he speaketh of his own, for he is a liar and the father thereof. He is the father of all these Satanists and they're all liars. So these Satanists have killed our people for various reasons, uh, spiritually and in some cases physically because they were witnesses of their sins and because they were partakers of the GCR and would help UBM and because their dreams, etc. These are common reasons that they have for doing the wicked, evil things they do. Your life is worth nothing to them. We all started praying intensely in tongues and in our mind and then I saw in spirit that there were a group of witches and warlocks that gathered here in the forest to worship Satan, and that each of them was assigned to kill at least one person. So we go through this, how they go out to kill people. I saw that they, as they were gathered here, they all began to shapeshift into crows, which is an unclean spirit of a bird. I'll share that with you. And flew off back to where they came from. Revelation 18 and 2. And he cried with a mighty voice saying, Fallen, fallen is Babylon the great. Babylon's symbol uh, of uh, authority was the dragon. Uh, and is become a habit habitation of demons and a hold or a prison, same word, of every unclean spirit and a hold of every unclean and hateful bird. Black bird is a bird that travels in darkness. Some of them flew to different parts of USA and some flew to different parts of Mexico. Well, cursing thoughts and words send witchcraft attacks against others in the spiritual realm. 
uh, and, but they manifest in the physical realm. Uh, Psalm 5 and 9 says this, For there is no faithfulness in their mouth. Their inward part is very wickedness. Their throat is an open sepulcher. They flatter with their tongue. James 3, 8-10 But the tongue can no man tame. It is a restless evil. It is full of deadly poison. Theirs is for sure. Therewith bless we the Lord and Father, and therewith curse we men who were made after the likeness of God. And out of the same mouth cometh forth blessing and cursing. My brethren, these things ought not to be. I then saw one of the witches fly to an underground subway that was packed with people. As she hit the ground, she turned into her human form. She stabbed this random white man, and then she turned back into a crow and flew off. Well, Sandy saw witches uh, spreading out across American cities to release curses. They do that, and they, they work because the people are under curses. But we came to set the captives free and to bring people out from under the curses and into the blessings of the Lord, right? I saw a warlock fly into a shopping center in Mexico as a crow and then turn into a human when touching the ground. And he beat up this random man that flew off, leaving the man for dead. Then flew off, leaving the man for dead. And each of the warlocks had been told to half kill someone and leave them to die later. Well, we've seen those efforts too. We have. And uh, and then come back later to grab the body and to bring it to this spot. So the spot, of course, that's, is that place to uh, offer the sacrifice, right? This is They consider this a sacrifice when they kill people. So they curse people who later die if they don't find the grace of God uh, as a sacrifice to Satan for his power. They want power. I thought this whole situation is crazy, and I told the brethren what I saw so that they could specifically pray regarding it. I then heard in the spirit a lady screaming, and then I saw her bleeding, and in very much pain, she appeared to be in an abandoned, dirty, white, concrete building. We've had people that had sudden pains. Of course, we rush to them, and we command them off, and they, they get off. Well, She's going to share with you uh, how some people were delivered, right? I asked God to take us there, and then we appeared out the front of a white concrete building, and it looked like it was in the same forest where I saw the altar. Mm -hmm. Well, we can and do uh, rescue some of their victims by God's grace. Amen. Um. A woman was inside crying and groaning in pain, and, and we went in. We could see that she was bleeding heavily and uh, looked as if she was about to die. Well, some have had unreasonable pains that, that we drive off by faith. Uh, if accepted, uh, who knows what they would receive. In other words, what this pain would become, right, if you didn't catch it. 
And as we went in, it was made known to us that evil people had attacked her with knives and left her for dead with the intention of collecting her body after. Let me say nines, lives and uh, knives and uh, also swords uh, all can represent words, right? And this is, of course, collecting her body for to represent for sacrifice. We started sharing with her the real good news that Jesus paid the price for her to be set free and completely healed, and she doesn't have to accept death or pain or bleeding. Well, it's funny, but these people all learned the gospel from us. All of those satanic people in that picture, uh, they all learned the gospel. They don't share the gospel. Satan does not act against Satan. The gospel destroys all of his works. And um, all of their friends and all of their relatives begin to look just like them. She agreed with Jesus, and we encouraged her to only think about Jesus and to thank Jesus in her mind. Yes, amen. And speak it out of your mouth, too. Thank you, Jesus, for healing me. Amen. Thank him. Just thank him. You don't have to pray and pray and pray and pray and pray. You're not going to be heard for your much speaking. Jesus said, all things whatsoever you pray and ask for, believe you received them. Just believe and then thank him. Thank him. I told her to keep thanking Jesus, speaking out loud that he healed her, and to not think about anything else, and to keep thanking Jesus, and that the healing would manifest. She agreed and kept thanking Jesus in her mind with her mouth and with her mouth. And we told her that if the warlocks come back to call on Jesus and he will save her and the enemy will flee. Amen. Well, there's power in speaking the word. Romans 10, 9 and 10 says, Because if thou shalt confess with thy mouth Jesus as Lord, over what? Over the situation that you're dealing with, right? And shalt believe in thy heart that God raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. Acts 2 and 21 says, And it shall be that whosoever shall call on the name of the Lord shall be saved. We left her and kept praying, and uh, we asked God to take us to another victim. And suddenly we were in, see, we can go from victim to victim by prayer. We don't even have to leave our house uh, in some cases, but some cases we run across people who are victims of Satan and Satanism, right? And uh, especially if you're in a bride body, all seeking to be a part of the bride, you know that the devil is going to try to stop that. And that's what he's got Satanists for, right? And that's what they do. They try to stop it. And suddenly we were in a busy subway underground and there was a white man lying on the ground dead. But no one wanted to touch him. So they'd asked that the Lord would bring them to a victim of Satanism. Obviously, when Satan kills somebody like that, it's because they are his enemy. <laughs> well, well, guess what? That means they're probably good, you know. Uh, but... In other words, a sacrificial type thing. They, they, they want to take out Christians. But no one wanted to touch him. 
and everyone was trying to ignore him. We thought that that this was so strange because usually even people in the world would rush to help someone that was dying. Uh, it reminded me how if someone had uh, leprosy and no one would touch them or want anything to do with them. So I looked over and saw the warlock in crow form sitting up near the roof watching everything. We went over to the dead white man and we said, Ah, uh, in the nature, character, and authority of Jesus. That's what the name means, right? Arise, and he came to life. But he still had the marks from being stabbed. We felt God wanted the marks to stay there for at least a while so that he could uh, witness of what happened, and we told him that. Matthew ten seven and 8. And as you go, preach, saying, The kingdom of heaven is at hand. Heal the sick, raise the dead, cleanse the lepers, cast out demons. Freely you have received, freely give. And here's another one, N-E-N-T, John twenty twenty-seven through 29 Then saith he to Thomas, Reach hither thy finger, and see my hands, and reach thy hand, and put it into my side. And be not unbelieving, but believing. Thomas answered and said unto him, My Lord, God, and, excuse me, my Lord and my God. And Jesus saith unto him, Because thou hast seen me, hast thou believed? Blessed they that have not seen and have believed. Amen. We were then taken to the shopping center where the beat up man was. He was groaning and in much pain, as if dying, but no one would help him, and everyone would ignore him. Well, many Christians do not have the knowledge or faith to do this job, but those who do should act. Many Christians should be praying for these people, and they won't do it. So that's what I believe this is actually speaking about. We went up to him and spoke to him about Jesus, but he didn't believe. And he said that he deserves this and confessed the curse. He didn't want to hear the truth. Well, many don't have the understanding of justification by faith in the sacrifice of Jesus. So what is spoken comes from the heart and will come to pass, good or evil. Luke 6 45. The good man out of the good treasure of the heart brings forth the good, and the evil man of the evil treasure bringeth forth the evil. For out of the abundance of the heart his mouth speaketh. Remember Jesus saying, the Lord saying, uh, As you have spoken in my ears, so shall it be unto you. Hmm. We wanted to know why everyone was ignoring this man, so we went into the office that was near where this man was laying and spoke to a man behind the counter. And we asked why everyone was ignoring that man and not wanting to help. He said that he couldn't talk about it and to not speak about it. There was another man sitting uh, nearby who overheard us speaking, and he said to us, The warlocks around here run everything. They kill people all the time, and if anyone interferes with them, they get hurt too. 
So everyone just minds their own business. The warlocks will collect the body when the man dies. No one will talk about it because they fear the warlocks. We said, Jesus is greater. And the man said that he would like to see that. <laughs> Surely. Uh, John 16 and 33. These things have I spoken unto you that in me you may have peace. In the world you have tribulation. But be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. We went back out to the man to talk about Jesus, but he didn't want to hear it. Then we were taken back to the altar in the woods, and there were now more bodies there. So we commanded in the authority of Jesus that no more bodies can be brought here, and no more people can be killed by these people. Amen. So we can say that too, can't we? Uh, we bind you demons uh, in these uh, uh, crazy, factious, um, evil people. We bind you in the name of Jesus Christ. You cannot kill our people. We forbid it. So pray about it. Declare it to stop in his name. Have faith and it will cease. Luke 10 and 19. Lo, I have given you the authority to tread upon serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy, and nothing shall in any wise hurt you. Job 22 and 28. Thou shalt also decree a thing, and it shall be established unto thee, and light shall shine upon thy ways. Mark 11 and 23, Verily I say unto you, Whosoever shall say unto this mountain, Be thou taken up and cast into the sea, and shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe that what he saith cometh to pass, he shall have it. Um, the Satanists uh, sent a curse against our body, and uh, I think it's good practice. Uh, it was doubt and unbelief. And I'm going to tell you right now that they snuck this in here. It's, it's, it's normal that people have to deal with a little bit of doubt and unbelief, but this is a little stronger than that. And not only that, here's where it ends up. It ends up at faction. That's right. Because they don't believe uh, justification by faith. They, uh, they begin to lose um, their position because they don't have the very foundation and so on and so forth. And... And so, and, and, and by the way, the faction turns against me. The demons are saying, I shouldn't be doing this. But we're on solid ground to do this. And we're, and we're going to see where it ends up too. We're on solid ground. That's doubt and unbelief that is speaking these things into people's hearts. You cast it down because this is going to happen. But shall believe that what he saith cometh to pass, he shall have it. All you got to do is speak it and believe it. The lady who had been dying in the concrete building then appeared. She was now whole, and she was praising God because Jesus had completely healed her because of her faith. Well, exercising faith has proven results. Uh, agree with the word and have his love and blessings. Uh, believe, speak, testify to others, uh, good confession to witnesses, right? 
confessing him before men, right? Uh, Mark 5 and 34. And he said unto her, Daughter, thy faith hath made thee whole. Thy faith hath made thee whole. Go in peace and be whole of thy plague. Some people want to run around and find somebody that they can, ha- they can handle this job. Uh, but uh, you know what? Uh, God has called them to do this, right? Amen. Watch and fight with God's weapons. This is Vanessa Weeks, May 2023. In a dream, some of us in UBM were in a room that was made of wood. It was daytime and sunny, and there were windows around the room. A few bees came in and were bothering us. The enemy from outside of our house is represented here, and he sent to disturb us, right? Uh, and I will say this is the ones that only follow the unleavened bread and are protected in the ark of the Lord and the promises from the wooden cross. And some of us were sitting in chairs, and I was in a chair with a tall back. I was leaning back in it and was half asleep. First Thessalonians 5, 5 through 5-8 says, For you are all sons of light and sons of the day. We are not of the night nor of darkness. So then let us not sleep as do the rest, but let us watch and be sober. For they that sleep sleep in the night, and they that are drunken are drunken in the night. But let us, since we are of the day, be sober, putting on the breastplate of faith and love, and for a helmet, the hope of salvation. I could hear some people to my left who were also resting in chairs and were being bothered by the bees. I knew these bees were flying around their heads and... uh, I believe these are thoughts that bother us. And some others had cans of bug spray, and they were spraying the bees so they would leave. But it was not working. And uh, the weapons of man do not work and don't last. 2 Corinthians 10 and 3, on down. For though we walk in the flesh, we do not war according to the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not of the flesh, but are mighty before God to the casting down of strongholds. That's enemy strongholds, right? Casting down imaginations and every high thing that is exalted against the knowledge of God, and bringing every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ. Amen. I was trying to sleep during this, and then some bees came over to my left uh, ear and were buzzing. Someone came over to spray the bees where I was, and I knew it would not work. The bug spray was disturbing me more than the bees, so I said to myself, I will have to get up and tell the bees to go. And so I stood up to my right and told the bees to go and knew that they had to obey me. And then I woke up in real life. (laughs) Uh, Well, self-works masks the symptoms, but it often brings with it other curses. 
we are told to speak to the mountain and it will remove, not get out our bulldozers, right? Uh, Mark eleven, twenty three and 24, Verily I say unto you, Whosoever shall say unto this mountain, Be thou taken up and cast into the sea, shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe that what he saith cometh to pass, he shall have it. Okay, I wanted to hammer that one home a little bit more. Ephesians six eleven through 17. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For our wrestling is not against flesh and blood, but against principalities and against powers and against world rulers of this darkness and against spiritual hosts of wickedness in heavenly places. Wherefore, take up the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day and having done all, to stand. Stand, therefore, having girded your loins with truth, and having put on the breastplate of righteousness, and having shod your feet with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Withal, taking up the shield of faith, wherewith you shall be able to quench all the fiery darts of the evil one, and take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit which is the Word of God. He went on to say, I believe the Lord is saying that when the enemy is coming against others in the body, we need to fight for them, or the enemy may attack us. And this is what happened to me in the dream, and the Lord has been exhorting us to use His weapons to fight for each other. We are members one of another. Amen. Isaac that's just so true. Thank you so much for this revelation. Isaac Payne. All right. This is, um, oh, excuse me. This one's Isaac Payne's. Dream of bees removing the veil. Hmm. Removing the veil. Hmm. This one's Isaac Payne's. 2.20, excuse me, 2.12.21. He got this. Dream of bees removing the veil and removing the veil. In this dream, I was inside what seemed like uh, an antique mall. An antique mall means a place where something of or belonging to ancient times is sold. That can be good. Jeremiah 6 and 16 Thus saith the Lord, Stand ye in the ways, and see and ask for the old paths, where is the good way, and walk therein, and you shall find rest for your souls. But they said, We will not walk therein. Well, the mall, um, the mall, I guess, is what the world loves, the things of the world. Uh, buying and selling, you know. So the mall was dingy and had dull colors. This mall was four or five stories high, and the length of the building seemed endless. So this is probably talking about the world mall, where people go for things and love things and admire things, you know. People close to me in my social circle in life were with me. I don't know who they were, just that they were following me. This mall was packed 
with people, literally shoulder to shoulder, and there was no room for anyone to walk around or to shop. And, he says, I don't think people were there to shop, though. I don't know what floor I was on, but I knew I had to find David. However, it was too congested to even move, let alone to try to exit the mall if you wanted to leave. Suddenly, a path was made for me between the people. Uh, the people could represent the nations or Babylon, uh, uh, because this is a huge building representing uh, worldwide, I believe, trade. And it was clear and concise the way of holiness into the wilderness. Psalm 77 and 19 says, Thy way was in the sea, and the path in the great waters, and thy footsteps were not known. The people uh, were moved to the left side and the right side. In other words, a path was made down the middle. And remained standing in a single file line. It was like the Red Sea parting except it was people instead of water this time. Like I stated before, I knew I had to find Brother David, and I walked through these paths that were made for me, looking for David. And in the carnal, this would have uh, been an impossible task to find him. But my path was clear, and I had no doubts of finding him. I was just looking at everyone to see if it was Brother David. Isaac, Isaac was searching for Brother David amongst all the people and could represent looking for the coming man-child Davids to follow. Amen. Because that is going to be important in the days to come. I made it to the top floor of this building and came to the end of the line where there stood a door. Everyone was waiting at the door with what seemed like permission to enter the room beyond the door. Permission means consent or authorization. Believers have authority to use the name of Jesus and the keys to the kingdom of God. The room beyond the door was not crowded and had ample space because there's not many people doing that, you know. Um, the room is not crowded because not many will enter through this door. Matthew seven thirteen and 14 says, enter, enter ye in by the narrow gate, for wide is the gate and broad is the way that leadeth to destruction. And many are they that enter in thereby. For narrow is the gate, and straightened the way that leadeth unto life. And few are they that find it. This is true, even among Christianity. While standing in the path, I looked through the left side of the line, with everyone standing single file, no brother David there. I looked to the right side of the line with everyone standing single file, and there was Brother David standing right before the door uh, in a single file line. He was wearing a beekeeper's veil covering his head. 
It wasn't a bad thing, not a veil over his eyes by no means, yet it was more like Exodus 34, 33 through 34. And when Moses had done speaking with them, he put a veil on his face. But when Moses went in before the Lord to speak with him, he took the veil off until he came out. And he came out and spake unto the children of Israel that which he was commanded. He said, David said to me, I'll, I'll meet you in room number 1900. The next room beyond the doors was room 1900. Well, I believe that this number is a date that many equate to the outpouring of the Holy Spirit in a much larger way. That happened in 1900. I'll put a little article here about that. It's interesting. David walked in and began to talk with me. It seemed like Michael Hare was with us also. It seemed like the elders were giving me godly instructions of things to come. 1 Peter 5 and 5, Likewise, ye younger, be subject unto the elder. Yea, all of you gird yourselves with humility to serve one another. For God resisteth the proud, but giveth grace to the humble. Suddenly I was translated to another room, except this room was not dingy, but very white. In other words, they were uh, probably because of the Holy Spirit <laughs> taken into the holy place. Right? Uh, there was white all around, the floors, the walls. I don't remember there being a ceiling, though. Well, we have an open heaven, and uh, it's made available to us by the power of the Holy Spirit. I was standing by myself in this inner room, but still there were people crowded on the left and the right side of the outer room, standing single file, waiting to enter beyond what seemed like a door. But this time there wasn't any evidence of a door, just more like an invisible door preventing access. The path between the people was still clear as earlier. Bees suddenly started swarming the rooms and seemed to be attacking everyone. The bees represent demons and uh, factious attacks. Beelzebub is the same as Baalzebub, which means Lord of the Flies. Mm -hmm. And then I saw David uh, walking through the path coming into this inner room. He had the beekeeper's veil still on and took it off in the midst of the swarm of bees. And he said, I'm taking this stupid thing off. None of the bees were attacking him, not even a sting, as he walked through the midst of them. Well, if you're in the Holy of Holies or coming from the Holy of Holies, you probably don't have a problem with bees, right? or the attacks of the enemy. We have authority in Jesus' name over the bees, which are demons, and they cannot touch us when we know who we are in Christ. 
He walked beyond the invisible doors and came next to me and sat down on the ground. I also was sitting on the ground, too. I think the beekeeper's veil represents man's work or a physical form of protection. It could also be a covering, concealing the glories in a person. We're told that the veil is the flesh in Hebrews, uh, which blinds us to the Holy of Holies. Excuse me. Yeah. Uh, Moses wore the veil so people would recognize him. Right? In other words, they could see the flesh. It's kind of like... Joseph in Egypt, he was all dressed up as an Egyptian, so they recognized him as an Egyptian. But underneath there, there was a son of God, even a man-child, who was actually the ruler. (laughs) And he had to reveal this to his brethren, right? So in this case, it hid the glory on his face, which was divine. That is Moses, right? So when in the Lord's presence, he took it off. And as we get closer to the Lord, the veil is removed so we can behold Him more as He is. No more flesh. And no longer have a need for physical uh, form of protection. So, Song 401 says, Behold, thou art fair, uh, my love. Behold, thou art fair. Thine eyes are as doves behind thy veil. Thy hair is as a flock of goats that lie along the side of Mount Gilead. And 6 and 7 says, Thy temples are like a piece of pomegranate behind thy veil. Bees suddenly started swarming the rooms and seemed to be attacking everyone. The bees uh, represent demons and factious attacks. Then I saw David walking through the path, coming into this inner room. He had the beekeeper's veil still on, and he took it off in the midst of the swarm of bees. And he said, I'm taking this stupid thing off. And none of the bees were attacking him, not even a sting, as he walked through the midst of them. He walked beyond the invisible doors and came next to me and sat down on the ground and I also was sitting on the ground. And after him, I saw our sister, uh, Mrs. Arnie, Amber Arnie, walking the same path into the inner room wearing the beekeeper's veil, but it was very loose as to not provide any protection. Yes, she's a glorious woman now, and she don't have to worry about that. <laughs> Uh, And, of course, this was concealing her glory, too, right? But again, the bees did not attack her at all, not even a sting. I looked next to me, and sitting on the ground on the right side of David was Brandy Arnie. And we were both sitting on the right side of David, and uh, Brother Arnie wasn't wearing a beekeeper's veil either. And none of the bees attacked him, not even a sting, The bees were in both rooms now, and at this point, I believe David and uh, Brother Arnie and Sister Arnie were not wearing the beekeeper's veils, and the bees did not attack them. 
I saw other people come into this room, and I did not recognize them. They tried the veil on, but once they did, the bees would engulf the inside of the beekeeper's veil and start to sting them. I took the veil and tried it on. I made like a tent out of it, and no bees came in, and they were not attacking me. I sat there with the beekeeper's veil over top of me with no issues. And I looked next to me and saw David smirking at me. And I thought to myself, "Uh Uh-oh, what are you doing, Brother David? He had his leg on one side of the beekeeper's veil that I made a tent out of, and his leg was holding down the veil so bees did not get in. There was a bee just flying around his leg. Still smirking, he uh, lifted his leg, and the bee flew underneath his leg and into this beekeeper veil that I was underneath. The bee came toward my feet and just flew around, but never stinging me or causing me any trouble. So, uh, Brother David and I began to laugh really hard, as it was a funny gesture that he did. I was glad that he had done that. I really believe this part reminds me of what uh, Brother Michael was talking about, parents letting their children go through their own trials to build them up and make them stronger children. I think this was um, showing me, uh, like Michael, um, stated, we don't want to smother our children and never let them grow up because of our own selfishness. And I feel that was what Father was showing me and how UBM is maturing the saints to produce faith. Yes, these tribulations and these troubles are not bad for you. They are made for you to overcome, right? So, get at it. The sooner you overcome it, the sooner you get out of it, right? A man can receive nothing except it come from heaven. God ordained these. Of course, we come against uh, the evil source from which they come, and uh, we win there too. And this one we call Seducing Spirit, Tiana Fire, 4, 11, 23. In a dream I saw a demon that disguised itself as a woman, and I felt it disguised as a man too, but I was seeing it as a woman. Well, uh, deception is a primary tactic of the enemy. Um, the NENT says in Matthew 24 and 4, And Jesus answered and said unto them, Take heed that no one lead you astray. These uh, sexual perverted demons are in the factious. Once God corrected me about the factious being dogs, and he said, No, some of them are hyenas. Well, it's a weird dog that changes sex. In other words, bisexuals. No, for a fact, the Lord showed me that they 
that are full of bisexuals. This is this is why do they get so perverted? They re, this happens to them to prove to them that you can't judge others without judging yourself. They fall under all of these curses, and of course they think it's us, right? No, we're not doing it. They're doing it to themselves. So, there are many of these bisexuals in the faction. Uh, I would specifically target, excuse me, it would specifically target men and women that are desiring to follow Jesus. And I watched it jump onto uh, sleeping men and awake them, and it would lie on them with its false, fake, pretty face and bewitch them as if they were put under a spell. And it would trigger all these pleasurable senses and on the men, okay? Well, being asleep represents not being spiritually awake to the light, right? And not discerning the truth. I saw under the false pretty face, and its face was really ugly, distorted, and scary, like a scary creature in a horror film. Well, this... What he's describing here is incubus, which emulates a man, and succubus, which emulates a woman. And these are demons that uh, emulate sex with humans. Incubus had wings. And, And so they go on to say this, Its body was extremely thin, and it was shaped like a human, and it had wings. Yep. That's it. But on the outside appearance to this man, it looked like a nice human body. Yeah. Also, there are the frogs, we know. Revelation 16 and 13. And I saw coming out of the mouth of the dragon and out of the mouth of the beast and out of the mouth of the false prophet three unclean spirits, as it were, frogs. And Hecate, Hecate um, was an Egyptian goddess of fertility represented in the form of a frog. And uh, the factious leader, Kevin, has been seen in visions as a huge frog, and that's because of lust. Um, Genesis 8 and 2. And if thou refuse to let them go, Behold, I will smite all thy borders with frogs, and the river shall swarm with frogs, which shall go up and come into thy house and into thy bedchamber and upon thy bed. Hmm, could be a hint. And into the house of thy servants and upon thy people and into thine ovens and into thy kneading troughs. And the frogs shall come up both upon thee and upon thy people, and upon all thy servants. And the Lord said unto Moses, Say unto Aaron, Stretch forth thy hand with thy rod over the rivers, and over the streams, and over the pools, and cause frogs to come up upon the land of Egypt. The creature would trick, seduce, and bewitch the people it got on top of, doing sexual things with it. And it was extremely hard for them to resist, even if their hearts didn't want to. It was a big battle for them. The man heard it speak 
with a gentle, nice woman's voice, but I saw it with a giant, creepy mouth and giant teeth, and it made a creepy scream or roar. Well, uh, pray before going to sleep, I guess. Pray for the blessing of discernment. Pray for other brethren to be protected. And remember Proverbs 3 and 24. When thou liest down, thou shalt not be afraid. Yea, thou shalt lie down, and thy sleep shall be sweet. Psalm 4 and 8. In peace will I both lay me down and sleep, for thou, Lord, alone makest me to dwell in safety. And Isaiah 44 and 20. He feedeth on the ashes, a deceived heart hath turned him aside, and he cannot deliver his soul, nor say, Is there not a lie in my right hand? And Second Peter 3 and 17. Ye therefore, beloved, knowing beforehand, beware, lest being carried away with the error of the wicked, you fall from your own steadfastness. Amen. Okay, we're going to share uh, targeting the bride vision. This is an update, an important one. I saw a woman with bleached blonde hair sitting on a chair. Well, I, we've learned that this is a representation of the bride. Uh, this is a fake bride. It's bleached blonde with fake submission to the sun, S-U-N slash S-O-N. This is Eve, whose mind was taken over by the demons in Kevin because he lusted after her and hated her dreams that told on him. And like any mom, she only wanted her sons back, and they deceived her. Only Jesus can get them back, but both her and Eddie are unbelievers now. And the believing parents sanctify the children according to 1 Corinthians 7. We pray unceasingly for her boys, and we know our prayers are answered. Standing right behind her was a man, Kevin, and further behind them were other men, and they were all in this satanic-looking church. I felt they were witches and Satanists, Knowingly. Yes. The Lord told me who these men are um, standing behind Kevin. They are the previous factious leaders who all hated Eve, for she revealed the truth about them. And also, they are the few locals who serve Kevin's demons whom we also know. So we know all these people. Guess what? They're in trouble. I told Kevin years ago that he would unite all the factions, but I knew it was to destroy them when the man-child comes. I didn't tell that part to him, but it's a fact. As soon as I saw them, I didn't want to see it, so I rebuked it, and thought of Scripture. But it came back. The man and woman said that they will kill me. And fear and unbelief tried to jump on me, but I didn't agree with it, and I thought, no, you won't. God won't let you. I am hidden in Christ, 
in the secret place of the Most High, and it's not I who lives, but Christ living in me. Then the man standing directly behind her, the actual satanic leader, <laughs> um, is the demonic power in Kevin. That's the actual uh, demonic leader of the pack. And Kevin is only duped. He actually thinks he's using those demons, but it's the other way around. Always the demons are using him. And one thing they want to do is destroy UBM. Uh, and that's come out of his mouth. Destroy UBM and David. And that has come out of his mouth. That was his ministry. So the demon is speaking through him and moving through him and using him. And by the way, at the end of this track, they're going to drag him to hell. So, uh, so Kevin made a cutting the throat sign with his hands. And I said, that won't ever happen. And it all went away because I didn't accept or agree with it. So that's, you see, you don't have to accept things. You don't have to accept things that are under the curse. You are not under the curse. Deuteronomy 28 is the curse. Jesus became a curse for us. We don't have to accept it. It does not honor God that we accept it unless we're in willful disobedience, in which case we don't have a choice. <laughs> so, because you don't have a sacrifice. Hebrews 10.26 so far, they can only take out the willfully disobedient or unbelieving. And most recently, the faction sent demons of unbelief and doubt, which subtly turn against myself and the ministry speaking against our direction, which they don't like. Of course, they don't like it, right? Which was confirmed by word, prophecy, and angels. That is uh, the ministry that I'm carrying out right now with the anointing to do it. So, cast them down in all their forms. This is a test to purify the bride. We, we've been tested in so many different ways. It's like boot camp, right? I asked God if I have done something wrong to see this, and I felt He said that they aren't coming just against you, but they are targeting Jesus' bride and His elect but specifically attacking the bride with all assignments of death, but they won't prevail. I felt they will be and are sending lying symptoms and lying thoughts and feelings related to death, but to cast it all down, because we won't die, but we will live and declare the works of the Lord. And Jesus set us free from the law of sin and death. I felt these Satanists won't be able to touch Jesus' bride. Well, that's exactly so, because the people that are taken out are not the bride, right? Because they won't believe these lies. And so you know you're not under the curse, and you know you don't have this unbelief and doubt in your mind. This is from the enemy. It causes you not to believe the gospel, which is the power of God to save you, right? And the enemy can only stay afflicting those that believe he has a right to afflict them because they don't believe the gospel. They don't be, 
believe in justification by faith. He thinks they think he has a right to afflict them. If you're not in willful disobedience, you should believe the gospel. It's yours. I got Revelation twelve one through eight for this dream. Here, the dragon seeks to devour the man, child, and woman, but fails. Instead, they cast him and his body of accusers out of heaven. God is going to free his elect people from bondage to the predator dragon of Babylon. The mouth and the words of Satan tried to devour the man-child and woman and failed because the saints in the crucified life are full of faith. Revelation twelve nine through 12 And the great dragon, Satan, and his body of believers, believers in him, that is, um, was cast down, the old serpent, he that is called the devil and Satan, the deceiver of the whole world. He was cast down to the earth, and his angels were cast down with him. And guess what? Satanists work for him. They don't do anything good. They do evil. That's what they're called to do. And if they did good, the devil would chasten them, right? Verse 10, And I heard a great voice in heaven saying, Now has come the salvation and the power and the kingdom of our God and the authority of his Christ. For the accuser of our brethren is cast down, who accuseth them before our God day and night. Yes, that's what they do. And they are the worst of people, which should help them to understand that you don't judge other people. People in glass houses don't throw rocks. Right? Well, like the Satan faction uh, prove who is their father by being the accuser of the brethren. That's all they do. And John the Baptist and then Jesus rebuked these same people uh, in their day brood of vipers. Yeah. And they overcame him because of the blood of the Lamb and because of the word of their testimony. And they loved not their life even unto death. Therefore rejoice, O heavens, and ye that dwell in them. Woe for the earth and for the sea, because the devil is gone down unto you, having great wrath, knowing that he hath but a short time. Well, okay, we know this is true, and um, the best thing to do is whoop him now and learn how not to receive these things. Amen? Call this one His Choice, Anonymous 62923. I dreamt I was invited to this rich man's house, whom I had never met before, and his house was located on a great mountain. And the views were absolutely gorgeous. Well, the giant mountain represents the kingdom of God, or Mount Zion. Uh, And Lord Jesus is the richest of all. And his place is in the best location. And uh, views are great, right? 
I did not know when I first arrived, but I learned later how this man had done background searches on many different women to find one to marry. He searches our hearts, right? He had narrowed it down to me and one other lady who was thin and had blonde hair. When I first got there, I didn't know why I was there, but the man invited me and this other lady into his giant modern mansion. It was extremely clean, and the air was very fresh. Well, the mansion represents the house of King Jesus and a place of holiness. Uh, John 14 and 3 says, And if I go and prepare you a place, I come again and will receive you unto myself, that where I am you be also. The man toured us around the house and asked us a lot of questions and about ourselves, and he, he didn't say much but observed each of us continually. Psalm 33 and 18 says, Behold, the eye of the Lord is upon them that fear Him, upon them that hope in His loving kindness. Job 34 and 21, For His eyes are upon the ways of a man, and He seeth all His goings. Proverbs 15 and 3, The eyes of the Lord are in every place, keeping watch upon the evil and the good. Hebrews 4 and 13, And there is no creature that is not manifest in his sight, but all things are naked and laid open before the eyes of whom, of him whom we have to do. So this lady was pretty, outgoing, and very smart, and eloquent with words, and bright and talkative, and she had many gifts and things she was good at. I was the complete opposite to her, uh, being introverted and having no hobbies other than Jesus. <laughs> That's pretty good right there. And, uh, and me not even being a good cook and not cook, not good at words or English. I rarely said anything and when I did, say something, it was simple and blunt. For example, I'm not a good cook, but this lady was an exquisite cook. This lady did most of the speaking the whole time. She was extroverted, which I was fine with because I didn't have much to say. I know how you feel. <laughs> the Jezebel spirit is prideful and desires to be recognized uh, which is completely contrary to what the Lord is looking for in a bride. And Psalm 116 and 6 says, The Lord preserveth the simple. I was brought low, and He saved me. 1 Peter 3, 2-5 Beholding your chaste behavior, coupled with fear, whose adorning, let it not be the outward adorning of braiding of the hair and of wearing jewels of gold or of putting on apparel, but let it be the hidden man of the heart, 
in the incorruptible apparel of a meek and quiet spirit, which is in the sight of God of great price. For after this manner, aforetime, the holy women also, who hoped in God, adorned themselves, being in subjection to their own husbands. And when the three of us sat on the couch, he told us that he had researched us and done background checks, and he was going to choose one of us as his wife. Jeremiah 17 and 10. I, Lord, search the mind. I try the heart. I, even I, to give every man according to his ways, according to the fruit of his doings. Psalm 139, 23 and 24. Search me, O God, and know my heart. Try me and know my thoughts, and see if there be any wicked way in me, and lead me in the way everlasting. First Chronicles 16 and 9. For the eyes of the Lord run to and fro throughout the whole earth to show himself strong in behalf of them whose heart is perfect towards him. The blonde lady stood up as if offended that he, oh, offended? <laughs> yeah, that he was comparing me to her. And she said I was boring. We know somebody like that that was offended because of competition, ambition, uh, pride, and, of course, they're gone, right? She said I was boring. She got all upset and started saying things about me that were not nice. And she had a meltdown and went into another room to cry. The room she went into was glass so I could see what was going on totally revealing of all things in the self. Nothing is hidden and is all plain to see. Proverbs 23 and 7 says, For as he thinketh within himself, so is he. Eat and drink, saith he to thee, but his heart is not with thee. For if a man thinketh himself to be something when he is nothing, he deceiveth himself. Romans 1, 29-32, Being filled with all unrighteousness, wickedness, covetousness, maliciousness, full of envy, murder, strife, deceit, malignity, whisperers, backbiters, hateful to God, insolent, haughty, boastful, inventors of evil things, disobedient to parents. This is where factious people go, and it is to show them you don't have a right to judge anyone. Most of them don't see through that. Their pride keeps them from seeing that. The devil blinds the eyes of the unbelieving, the Bible says. Verse 31, Without understanding, covenant breakers, without natural affection, unmerciful, who knowing the ordinance of God, that they that practice such things are worthy of death not only do the same, but also consent with them that practice them. Hmm. James 3 and 14 um, and 15 and 16 we'll read. But if you have bitter jealousy and faction in your heart, 
glory not and lie not against the truth. He knows what to correct the factious with. Okay. This wisdom is not a wisdom that cometh down from above, but is earthly, sensual, devilish. Devilish. For where jealousy and faction are, there is confusion and every vile deed. And it is so. And it is devilish. I just sat there the whole time with neutral feelings and emotions. The man got up and went into the glass room to talk to the lady. The elders try to talk to them and to minister the word and get them to confess their sins and repent, right? She said, I assumed it was to comfort her, which was fine. I felt bad that she was hurt. And I expected the man to come tell me to leave. (laughs) As I watched them, the woman looked like she was yelling. (laughs) Uh Uh-oh. And then the man said something to her, and she got up all upset again and stormed off. That's what the factious do. They storm off. They can't just leave. Uh, The factious do not uh, receive correction. They have pride, unforgiveness, and rejection. And they get offended easily. If they do not submit to the word and repent, they get mad and leave. Then he came back and told me that he had asked her to leave. Whoa. Matthew seven and twenty three. And then will I profess unto them that I never knew you. Depart from me, ye that work lawlessness. First Corinthians thirteen one through eight. If I speak with the tongues of men and of angels, but have not love, I am become a sounding brass or a clanging cymbal. And if I have the gift of prophecy and know all mysteries and all knowledge, and if I have all faith so as to remove mountains, but have not love, I am nothing. And if I bestow all my goods to feed the poor and give my body to be burned, but have not love, it profiteth me nothing. Love suffers long. It's kind. Love envieth not. Love vaunteth not itself. Is not puffed up. Doth not behave itself unseemly. Seeketh not its own. Is not provoked. Taketh not account of evil. Rejoiceth not in unrighteousness, but rejoiceth with the truth. Beareth all things, believeth all things, hopeth all things, endureth all things. Love never fails. Amen. That's so true. Well, we're going to call this one Fake Fellowship to Plunder the Kingdom Exposed. Tiana Fire, 42723. I had a dream that there was a young man and woman casually hanging around outside what was my house in the dream. Not like my house in real life. 
I was friendly to them, and they acted friendly back and acted as if they were interested in Jesus and the truth. They seemed like baby Christians, new in the Lord. I didn't feel led to invite them into the house, uh, but the way they were speaking was that they wanted to come inside to fellowship. They used Bible verses that say to help those in need and to help those interested in Jesus and to have grace towards them. Well, beware that Satan uses some truth to enter in. I let them come inside to speak about Jesus. 1 Corinthians 13 and 7. Love beareth all things, believeth all things, hopeth all things, endureth all things. They looked around the house trying to be casual, and they actually did not want to speak about the real truth. Instead, it turned out that they were really interested in the setup of the house. What was in each room and where our valuables were. I told them we didn't have many material items and our most valuable items would be our Bibles. And the most expensive physical thing we've had is a laptop and a phone. They didn't believe me and they wanted to look in the bedrooms to find something or more physical value. And I said, There's only boxes and children's toys in those rooms. 1 Samuel 16 and 7 says, For man looketh on the outward appearance, but the Lord looketh on the heart. After this they were quick to leave, and I followed them to the exit door. The lady walked out the door first, and the man was still inside about to walk out, And I saw clearly in the spirit that they were pretending to follow and be interested in Jesus to trick me in so that they could come in to check out the house to uh, later rob it. Well, I could see this was true and I saw it. I, I spoke it out to them. The man stopped walking and turned to me, and he looked so shocked and uh, taken back that I could know that. The woman turned to me and was shocked too, but then she started to defend herself and to make up excuses and say it wasn't true. And she told the man to hurry, and they both left. I felt that they would still try to come back and steal things. But I would just lock everything up and pray, and everything would be also be fine. The, the factious seek to gain control, and they always steal when they get the chance. Always. Uh, we're, they're famous with us about theft. Uh, even when we went to get our computer and chair and, and, and uh, table 
to carry on the children's work and the work, excuse me, to carry on the uh, uh, work of the dreams and so on and so forth. Um, Kevin made sure those were stolen. Yeah. <clears throat> so you always are going to know them because they're always going to steal something. So this next one we called an enemy puts on a show. And this is anonymous seven one twenty three. In my dream, David and Michael had a giant forest that was possibly a thousand acres or more. And all the brethren lived on this land in their own house in a different uh, section. And there were main areas where the brethren would gather. Well, this is a promise that we expect to receive for the true people of God. And uh, we we know that God is going to provide richly for His people. We've had those revelations. Amen. I went to one of the main buildings used for gathering, and I saw Kevin there holding an assault rifle and pacing around everywhere. <laughs> uh, I ran and told uh, Michael and David, uh, Michael means who is like God. And my, and Michael told me that he is just putting on a show that he can't harm us even if he wanted to. God won't let him even shoot. But he just walks around trying to intimidate us. Michael was calm and had such extreme faith. The enemy prowls around trying to devour us, yet we are hidden in Christ and protected by our Almighty Father. Of course, we learned that there's ways to get out of this bubble, and if you leave this bubble of safety and protection, you are vulnerable, right? First Peter 5 and 8, Be sober, be watchful. Your adversary, the devil, as a roaring lion, walketh about, seeking whom he may devour. For a while, the factious man just walked around everywhere, holding the gun, trying to get us to fear him. But everyone just ignored him. And eventually he left and never came back again. James 4 and 7 says, Be subject, therefore, to God, but resist the devil and he will flee from you. One late night, I was in the house and I lived in, and I had a question about the Word, but no one else was awake for me to ask. I looked out my window, and it was dark, and all I could see was trees. As I was looking outside, I noticed these lights flashing around, and it was David and Michael. They walked to my house with flashlights. Well, it probably symbolizes carrying the word, the light of truth, going about pushing the darkness out of the way, right? That's what you do with a flashlight. You ever done that? Just push the darkness out of the way. First <laughs> uh, Peter 5, 2 and 3. Tend the flock of God which is among you, exercising the oversight not of constraint, but willingly, according to the will of God, nor yet uh, for filthy lucre, in other words, dishonest gain, but of a ready mind, neither as lording it over the charge allotted unto you, but making yourself in samples to the flock. 
and Hebrews 13 and 17, Obey them that have the rule over you, and submit to them, for they watch in behalf of your souls. Let me say, factious people cannot submit. They have, they're full of lusts, different lusts, and, uh, and selfish ambition, and they cannot submit. They get mad if you sit down with them to correct them or even gracefully show them a better way or whatever. They get mad. Uh, as they that shall give account. That's what the, the ministers do. They have to give account. That they may do this with joy and not with grief. For this were unprofitable for you. Yes, if anyone uh, who is rebellious grieves their counselors, their elders, whatever, it's going to be unprofitable for them because God takes care of these people. I was super excited because God answered my prayer as I had a question, so I ran out to them. They told me they were just patrolling, yet they were happy to answer my question. Well, uh, Father and Jesus are always protecting us and watching over us, even when we don't think they are. Amen. Okay, we call this one On a Leash. Tiana Fire, September 2022. In the, the Woman's Fellowship, when the women were praying, I saw a giant black demon that had a head of a stag beetle cross with a bull and a human-shaped body. The demon had its head up high with pride and its shoulders pushed back, and it had big, strong muscles and looked so fierce and strong. The demon looked down on me, and it was radiating pride and tried to make me fear it due to its physical appearance. It physically looked so tough. Behind the demon was all darkness. I then saw it fall face down as if someone had kicked it down from its back. I saw on the demon's neck a chain, and I looked up above to where the chain was leading, and it led to a bright light that looked like a hole from above. I then saw Jesus sitting down on a throne, holding the end of the chain. <laughs> I felt the enemy tries to intimidate us and to make us think it's so strong when really the enemy can't do anything unless the Lord allows it. Yes, read the book of Job. Yeah, he had to get the devil had to get permission because this is a training ground. God hasn't released the mad devil out there. Uh, this is a training ground. They are in under his control. Do not worry. Have faith. You're being trained to be a son of God like Jesus was, right? And he is. <laughs> the enemy uh, are just dogs on a leash. And they only have power that is allowed them by God uh, or from us when we're in sin. Or because of unbelief, we don't bind them or whatever, you know. So the dog must be a factious person that is bound. The Lord in a dream told us 
to send the angels to incarcerate the dogs until their lethal injection took effect. Hmm. Witchcraft from the Faction Against the Finances Winnie Asagata, 2-8-23 I was lying in bed and I was not quite asleep, yet I had the following vision. It was dark out and I saw a man in front of an ATM outside of a bank attempting to retrieve money. There was a small, medium, black dog in a crate, and this crate was not the usual dog crate. This crate had much thicker bars, black bars, like they do in prison, as opposed to normal dog crates. It looked exactly like a tiny jail. The dog attempted to stick its mouth out and bite the man retrieving the money while simultaneously striving to move the crate closer and closer to this man so that he would not be able to get the money. That was the end of the vision. And I asked the Lord for a verse by faith at random and received Isaiah 26, 5, for context 3 through 7. Thou wilt keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on thee, because he trusteth in thee. Trust ye in the Lord forever, for in the Lord, even the Lord, is an everlasting rock. For he hath brought down them that dwell on high, that's the prideful right, the lofty city. He layeth it low, he layeth it low even to the ground, he bringeth it even to the dust. The foot shall tread it down, even the feet of the poor, and the steps of the needy. The way of the just is uprightness, and thou that art upright dost direct the path of the just. And I also received uh, Psalm 103, 2 through 5. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all of his benefits. Who forgiveth all thine iniquities, hear that? Who healeth all thy diseases, and it's true. Who redeemeth thy life from destruction, who crowneth thee with loving kindness and tender mercies, who satisfieth thy desire with good things, so that thy youth is renewed like the eagle. Okay, we call this one Protected by Faith, Anonymous 521-23. I dreamed that I was living in a house with 50 other brethren. We all lived together in unity. And sought the Lord every day. This represents how the true church should function together in love, right? We had uh, new brethren join us all the time, and everyone was of different spiritual maturity. But we all tried to encourage and build up the faith of the younger brethren in the Lord. First Thessalonians 5.11 Therefore exhort one another and build each other up, even as also you do. Sometimes bad people would come 
and try to intimidate us. Sometimes they would break into the house, but it was a test for us. And we had to just stand in faith and not agree with the fear. That's the main thing. 1 Corinthians 10 and 13 says, There hath no temptation taken you, but such as man can bear. For God is faithful, who will not allow you or not suffer you to be tempted above that which you are able, but will with the temptation make also the way of escape, that they may be able to endure it. One of these times, around fifty bad men, all dressed in black, gathered outside the house and stood there, staring at us through the windows. Well, they walked in darkness with evil intent, right? We all had to pray and believe that they couldn't do anything, and they couldn't touch the house. We all had strong faith, so the bad guys couldn't do anything, and they eventually just left. Well, James 4 and 7 says, Be subject, therefore, to God, but resist the devil, and he will flee from you. And Mark 11 and 24 says, Therefore I say unto you, all things whatsoever you pray and ask for, believe that you receive them, and you shall have them. And Matthew 18, 18 and 19 says, Verily I say unto you, what things soever you shall bind on earth shall be bound in heaven, and what things soever you shall loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. Again I say unto you that if two of you shall agree on earth as touching anything that they shall ask, it shall be done for them of my Father who is in heaven. So it has to be faith, right? And another time all the brothers were out together and only the women were left at the house. Suddenly six men broke into the house and I ran to a bedroom with some of the sisters and other sisters hid elsewhere. Six is the number of fallen man. Mm -hmm. Revelation 13 and 18. Here is wisdom. He that hath understanding, let him count the number of the beast, for it is the number of a man. And his number is six hundred and sixty and six. I said to the sisters, just believe that God won't let them touch you, and they won't be able to touch you at all. Cast down all fear, doubt, and unbelief, and they won't even be able to touch you. And that is if you don't believe they can, right? Faith in the promises binds the enemy and conquers fear. Remember, this is a controlled situation. It really is. God's got them on a chain. I tried my best to encourage and build up their faith, but then the bad guys broke into the bedroom, and two of the women had such fear, and the guys were able to grab them uh, and take them away. One of the bad guys came up to me, staring at me, trying to get me to fear. I didn't say anything, but I believed God wouldn't let him touch me.
Well, the enemy cannot do anything without permission given to them from God or from us. And Job chapter 1, 11 and 12 says, <clears throat> But put forth thy hand now, and touch all that he hath, and he will renounce thee to thy face. And the Lord said unto Satan, Behold, all that is that he hath is in thy power. Only upon himself put not forth thy hand. So Satan went forth from the presence of the Lord. He had the rules, right? John 19 and 11. Jesus answered him, Thou wouldest have no power against me except it were given thee from above. Therefore he that delivereth me unto thee hath the greater sin. Mm-hmm. First Peter 5 and 8. Be sober, be watchful, for your adversary the devil, as a roaring lion, walketh about seeking whom he may devour, with whom, st- with whom withstand steadfast in your faith, knowing that the same sufferings are accomplished in your brethren who are in the world. He tried to intimidate me and to get me to doubt God, but I didn't, and the bad man couldn't get closer to me let alone touch me. The bad men took those that didn't believe, but the ones that did believe and trusted in God for protection were kept safe. Proverbs 3, 5 and 6 says, Trust in the Lord with all thy heart, and lean not upon thine own understanding, and in all thy ways acknowledge him, and he will direct thy paths. Psalm 61 and 3, For thou hast been a refuge for me, a strong tower from the enemy. The bad men all left, and unfortunately, less than half of the sisters were still there. 1 Timothy 2 and 14, And Adam was not beguiled, but the woman being beguiled hath fallen into transgression. In the dream, the bad men would return many times and test us on our faith in all different ways. But we were kept safe by our faith. Amen. Remember that. You have authority over all of the darkness out there, right? We call this one Immediate Release, Anonymous, 630-23. I saw a barn, and there were unusual noises like animals, but uh, none that I had heard before. I didn't want to go to the barn or look inside. The barn represents the factious territory. They act out of the flesh, which is no better than filthy animals. I turned to the house nearby on my left, and it was dilapidated totally unlivable, screen doors torn off the hinges, windows, shutters hanging by a single screw, holes in walls and the roof. The spiritual house of the factious is filthy and unkept because they have such unclean spirits. 
Smoke was coming out of the back room. I went closer and saw gruesome human bodies, parts on overgrown, weedy lawns. The infectious demons are sent to dismember those of the body that do not repent. Dismember. That means get them out of the church, right? I go to the front porch and the wooden boards barely held my weight as though about to snap. I heard a scream of a woman and I said through my spirit man, don't do one more thing. You cease immediately by command of sovereign God. And immediately I heard murmuring and rustling as though cattle were about to be let out of the gate. The demons must obey the Word of God. I went into the house. It was so filthy that a junkyard is cleaner and tidier. I pushed the door down to the back room where I heard the scream. I did not open it, but I knocked it to the floor as though I had blown the door off. Two men stood there like statues, statues, frozen. It was the two factious leaders. They had their eyes to the floor, and they had a lady tied up. Yep, that's what they would do. That's the only thing on their brain. I said in my spirit, man, freedom in Jesus' name. Let me say, the way they tie, uh, tie up ladies is with faction, with witchcraft, with voodoo, and putting lusts on them. That's right. That's how they tie them up. I said in my spirit, man, freedom in Jesus' name. The lady then had a bright light all around her and was instantly gone. <laughs> so God took her out, right? The light is the power and the life of Jesus. I turned around, and as I was walking out of the room, I said in my spirit, man, do as the Lord has commanded. Well, let me point out something to you. They have some ladies over there that I believe they're going to uh, let let go. Uh, and I believe they're going to do that uh, because they have to. <laughs> okay? Everybody out there, you can speak that to them. All of the people, all especially women, a few children uh, in bondage, uh, speak freedom in Jesus' name. That's not just quote this, but speak it, that they are free. You have authority over them, and they are free. Do it. I turned around, and as I was walking out of the room, I said in my spirit, Do as the Lord has commanded. It was as though I had a giant angel beside me and commanded an order. He flashed red and did not look back, but I heard a terrifying cry that faded off into the distance and then silence. Meaning, of course, they took care of the factious leaders in the way you should take care of factious leaders, right? Uh, I walked out of the house, turned around, and everything was on fire. The fire represents the judgment of God that will come upon His enemies. I turned towards the barn. 
and its doors were wide open, and I saw fire from the top. And I looked at the ground where body parts had been before, and I did not see them or any blood. So we know God heals and He restores the lost and the broken, right? I looked ahead to the fields where I walked from, and I thought I saw people together with a bright light glowing around them. I went closer, and it was as if everyone was cheering that the place was on fire. Well, yes, of course. It's on fire because it needs that. It deserves that. And it is to set the people free, right? The captives are set free. Believe and speak it, right? I asked for a word by faith if what I saw was the truth and landed on overthrown. 1 Corinthians 10 and 5. But with the greater part of them, God was not well pleased, for they were overthrown in the wilderness. His work is almost through on the bride, and uh, the enemies will be removed, for their testing is almost complete. And the hourglass is almost empty. Remember? Oh, praise be to God. Uh, This is evil army, Tiana Fire. I saw all the local brethren together worshiping, and they were all in the light, in, in unity in Christ. I then saw an enormous army of evil spirits, all different kinds, hatred, murder, perversion, unbelief, witchcraft, unforgiveness, and many more evil spirits. The evil spirits had an enormous variety of weapons and tactics. The enemy is going to try anything to try to stop your progress in Christ and worshiping, and you need to recognize and watch carefully, right? So they don't want you to worship our Father either. There were waves of these evil spirits, and there were so many it heavily outnumbered the brethren. Job 10 and 17 says, Thou renewest thy witness against me, and increasest thine indignation upon me. Changes and warfare are with me. Psalm 27, 2 and 3. When evildoers came upon me to eat up my flesh, even mine adversaries and my foes, they stumbled and fell. Though a host should encamp against me, my heart shall not fear. Though war should rise against me, even then will I be confident. The evil army got closer and closer to the brethren, but there was like this invisible wall and a roof of protection around them. The evil spirits couldn't get into this individual house of protection. Reminds you of Psalm 91, doesn't it? The evil spirits could see them, but were not able to touch them. And I felt that the evil spirits had such anger and unforgiveness towards the brethren. And that's because they cannot accept that they are forever separated from God and their judgment is pending, right? They were jealous of the brethren because they could see that God loves them and God's grace was on them. And Jesus was in them. And the evil spirits hate all of this and a, with a pure evil. 
The evil spirits tried to scare the brethren by making scary faces and by trying to get them to doubt God. There's that word. Or by trying to make them feel or think anything unholy. So the evil spirits would try to intimidate and cause fear from outside this invisible protection. But the unclean spirits couldn't do anything because the brethren cast down all unholy thoughts, feelings, doubt, unbelief. The enemy couldn't do anything because the brethren ignored them, didn't entertain them, and focused on being in Jesus. They were completely protected, and the enemy couldn't do anything. Ephesians 4.27 Neither give place to the devil. If, if he gets a place, you gave it to him, right? The righteous are all protected from the factious, and their evil demons can't harm us. Like the dream with the wall down the middle of the house, with the stunted factious people on the left, and uh, the righteous people on the right. Uh, and the, the wicked, factious people wanted to get at the righteous people, but they couldn't because there wasn't a doorknob. <laughs> oh. Okay, one more. Perfect arrow shot. Marie Kelton, seven three twenty three. During worship at the meeting, I had an open vision of my spirit man who was dressed in all white, with a head covering on. My spirit man had a bow and arrow in her hand, and she was in a dark place. In this dark place, I could see a huge and tall demon. My spirit man shot the arrow right into the demon's forehead. The demon fell back and was defeated. Well, arrows are like words in the Scriptures, right? Uh, praise God, rejoice, as our enemies are already defeated. And we have words that we can speak like David, who spoke and defeated the Philistine. And I thought of this verse, 1 Samuel seventeen forty nine. And David put his hand in his bag, and he took thence a stone, and slang it, and smote the Philistine in his forehead. And the stone sank into his forehead, and he fell upon his face to the earth. Of course, he had five stones, didn't he? And they represent, I believe, the senses. David confessed with his mouth what he would do to Goliath, and it came to pass. So let us speak this against our enemies that seem bigger than us. David had five stones, but only one was needed, the tongue among the five senses. Confess and take the enemies down. I say the evil satanic faction will be destroyed. So would you agree with me on that? <laughs> okay, let's see. We're, we have run out of time. Well, Father, we thank you so much for this teaching and this wisdom about warfare. We win. We read the book and we win. They tremble. In the name of Jesus, we pronounce it so. They are conquered, their evil is destroyed, and the people are set free. We declare it. Everybody, declare it with me. And thank you so much, Father, for this day. And uh, we will do it again sometime. God bless you and keep you. Amen. 
Jesus, my Lord Jesus, oh Jesus. 